Good morning, everyone. I'm R. W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Today is the 20th of June, the 171st day of 2022, with 194 days ahead of us until 2023. Today is the 2022 Federal Observance of Juneteenth, our newest federal holiday, first officially recognized on June 17, 2021, when President Joe Biden signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act into law. Juneteenth's commemoration is on the anniversary date of the June 19, 1865 announcement of General Order No. 3 by Union Army General Gordon Granger, proclaiming freedom for enslaved people in Texas, which was the last state of the Confederacy to cease practicing institutional slavery. President Abraham Lincoln had more than two years earlier, on January 1, 1863, issued the Emancipation Proclamation, declaring, quote, that all persons held as slaves within the rebellious states are and henceforward shall be free, close quote. But enforcement of that proclamation would prove to be altogether another matter, as the freedom of any slaves in the Confederacy depended upon the advancement and victory of Union troops. Today in 1214, the University of Oxford received its charter. Today in 1837, an 18-year-old Queen Victoria began her 63-year reign. Today in 1840, Samuel Morse patented his telegraph. Today in 1867, U.S. President Andrew Jackson announced the purchase of Alaska. Today in 1893, Lizzie Borden was acquitted of the 1892 axe murders of her father and stepmother in Fall River, Massachusetts. Today in 1944, the Nazis began mass extermination of Jews at Auschwitz. And today in 1980, the musical comedy film The Blues Brothers opened in 594 theaters. Heavenward, our sun is at its northernmost point in our sky today and tomorrow, and this event is known as the summer solstice, leading for us in the northern hemisphere to the shortest nights and the longest days of the year. We can thank the Earth's 23.5 degree tilt on its axis and the Earth's orbital motion around the Sun for the solstice phenomenon. Also from mid-June to July at night, look into the night sky for the seasonal noctilucent or night-shining clouds which appear as electric luminous tendrils of blue-white light clouds that glow after other clouds have darkened. In other realms of lightning and darkening, we have the continuation of COVID. For example, with the U.S. showing 87 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported cases on January 21st, 2020, how lengthy will the eventual concluding tally be? Will we continue to be the world's leader in COVID with 16% of the world's 539 million cases when we're only 4% of the population? Elsewhere in the world, will industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places? To wit, India with 44 million cases, Brazil with 32 million cases, France with 31 million cases, Germany with 28 million cases, the UK with 23 million cases, and Russia with 19 million cases cumulatively since the beginning of the pandemic about 29 months ago. The consolation is that, at least for the nonce, the numbers are slowing down. 
On the fatal front worldwide, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at sites such as Johns Hopkins now at 6.4 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.1 million. Data from other sources, such as the New York Times, shows, quote, more than 100,000 cases of COVID are announced each day in the U.S., close quote, close quote, and that the U.S. has sustained more than 2,000 deaths since last week. Not a huge number for some folks. Only an average of 350 of our citizens dying per day from the virus. Not a big number, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. No matter what, however, the United States continues to be the world leader in COVID's horrific toll, with even our stalwart leader in the U.S. pandemic response, Dr. Anthony Fauci, having his own first positive test for coronavirus this past week and showing mild symptoms. Worldwide, more than 11.7 billion doses of vaccine have been administered. Today in 1909 in Hobart, Tasmania, Morel Flynn... The wife of Australian marine biologist Theodore Flynn gave birth to their son, Errol Leslie Thompson Flynn. The couple had been heading to Antarctica aboard the research trip ship Aurora when an already pregnant Morel had decided her due date was imminent and had subsequently disembarked at Hobart. Young Errol, who would eventually become a swashbuckling hero in Hollywood, had a rebellious nature, on occasion saying to his mother, Every time you come near me, you only want to wash me. Whereupon his sharp-tempered mother would hold him by his fistful of hair while whacking his bottom. At age seven, he ran away from home. His mother later said, we suffered agonies of anxiety for three days and nights. He was found miles away where he went and offered himself for work at a dairy farm. He asked only five shillings a week as wages, saying that would do him as he never intended to marry. Errol's grandfather was a merchant sea captain whose sea stories enchanted the boy, and he would stow away on his grandfather's ship, only to be returned to his mother's smacking hand. Biographer Ed Morrow holds that, in a sense, Errol would spend the rest of his life running away from his mother. After a colorful chain of occupations which included soldier of fortune, slave trader, jewel thief, and sheep castrator, by age 26, Errol found success in the movies with his starring role as a pirate in the 1935 Warner Brothers' Captain Blood the beginning of many adventurous roles and great fame. Today is also the birthday in 1905 of American playwright Lillian Hellman, in 1931 of American actress Olympia Dukakis, in 1942 of American musician Brian Wilson, in 1945 of Canadian singer Anne Murray, in 1949 of American singer Lionel Richie, in 1952 of American actor John Goodman, and in 1967 of Australian-American actress Nicole Kidman. And finally, I want to mention the passing of one of WERU's premier programmers, Fritz Homans, who left us this past Thursday due to cancer. Fritz never failed to bring a great deal of professionalism and cultural acumen to every one of his Wednesday afternoon editions of The Blues Station, and clearly showed us all the importance of appreciating the music in our lives. 
For more on Omain, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the first day of the first week of summer. Happy solstice.